If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT at KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about money, growing it, saving it, investing it. Oh God, we're going to talk about spending it today, though. In fact, we're going to talk about the argument of the First Amendment rights of drug companies versus the crazy cost of drugs in America. So stay tuned through the break. Your host, KT Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Recently, President Trump lost a court case that would have forced pharmaceutical companies to disclose drug prices when running ads on TV. I got to tell you, there was a time when you weren't allowed to run drug ads on TV, but that was before 9-11. And what happened after 2001 was that nobody wanted to run ads on TV. And the drug company said, we could run ads on TV. And for a while, there was a lot of back and forth, what had to be disclosed, what you had to tell people about side effects. That's why when you hear all those crazy commercials, they go, this will fix blah, blah, blah. But it could cause cancer, stroke, blah, 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 all these terrible things. But the one thing it doesn't have to disclose is price. Now, over the last 10 years, the cost of prescription drugs compared to inflation has been off the chart. Drug prices have gone up, up, up. Cost of wages have stayed fundamentally flat compared to inflation. So insurance companies, care providers, the U.S. government in the form of Medicare, and all of us in the form of out-of-pocket costs are paying significantly more for drugs than ever before. Now, it's not that it was really rosy before because it wasn't really rosy before. Drugs were going up and up and the costs to consumers were going up and up as well. But it actually all got worse. It got worse for a couple of reasons. There were many breakthroughs around drugs that brought many new drugs to the market. And as a result, new drugs get a higher cost so that the companies can kind of recoup what it is that they spent. But then what happened is we had a rash of companies that actually raised prices on drugs that were old drugs. They just figured out that they could. Drug companies would buy up other drug companies that made similar products and then cancel those other products so that they had a controlling market share where they had the only one drug or two drugs that worked on a certain issue. And then they would spike the price of that up by a lot. Many of them were in the news and I won't bother to kind of regurgitate all of that. But as a result of all of that over the last 10 years, there has been 
a growing voice that says drug costs in America are a large part of the problem for the healthcare costs in America. And there seems to be no stopping it. And even President Trump agrees that the price has gone crazy and there has to be some way to put pressure on the prices of drugs in America. Now, here's what I'll say to you. I mean, I'm kind of a free market girl. In fact, I'll go back and say, I've been a free market girl my entire life. Most of the time, markets regulate themselves. But in the drug business, that actually doesn't seem to be true, or at least it hasn't been true yet. Why? Part of it is because people aren't really attached to it. They pay a small copay, and they don't really understand how those drugs increase the cost of the healthcare insurance premiums that they're paying for or the lack of benefits that they're ultimately getting. And then quietly, over the last few years, health insurance companies have been using what they call, quote, their formularies as a way to push more cost of the drug onto you. In fact, Bloomberg recently wrote an article that outlined that the average American spent $1,200 a year more on prescription drugs per year than anyone else in the world. That's anyone else in the world. Why? Well, it's because we don't have standardized pricing. We don't have government negotiation for payments. But we do have this funny little middleman system that we have in our health insurance companies where companies like CVS Caremark, there are lots of them. I just throw them out because it happens to be the one that I use. They negotiate the price of drugs with the drug providers. And then they also limit the amount of drugs available. So what they're really doing is pushing, they say, better pricing to this one drug versus all the drugs. But as a result, what ends up happening is consumers are actually paying more to get only the drugs that they can get versus access to other drugs that might be suitable, but are not, quote, in the little system. Now, usually when something affects the majority of Americans, it can be open to price regulation. Think about utilities. Think about the breakup of the telephone companies. Now think about drug companies. Really, it's kind of hard to find people in America not taking some amount of drugs by prescription each and every month. It's impossible to find a family that isn't taking any, except that there's no controls here on the size of this and how big it's become. In fact, it's not free market. Sometimes it's market price collusion, where dozens of companies get together, rising the price of old drugs and generics. The Justice Department and lawmakers have been looking at this. We all remember what happened with the EpiPen. But there's this other little trick happening that the pharma lobby is using, this idea of a charity partner. So you know how they always run these ads that say, oh, if you're having problems with your medication costs, XXX maybe could help. They do this because it takes the fact that the costs are too much and it takes the most at-risk people and it gives them a way out. Except that by doing that, what it really does is it keeps the cost super high for everybody else. So unless you're somebody that can qualify for that kind of cheaper cost, then you get to pay the full onslaught. And by doing this, drug companies get around the idea that drugs are too expensive by taking care of the poorest. 
Except they get to do this and get a tax deduction at the same time. They basically fund a charity that provides the money. They form their own nonprofits. They give them meaningful names. And those companies also do lobbying, like uh, the Doctor Patient Rights Project. It sounds really important. It sounds like doctors and patients coming together to fight for better rights. But really what it is, is it's a pharmaceutical lobby. See, the United States sets prices for doctors and hospitals and home health services. They even set prices for things like MRIs, but they don't set prices for drugs. So if the price of doctors and hospitals and MRIs needs to be regulated. Why not drugs? That was really Trump's question. He basically feels that if you could have the price out there so you could see what it was you were asking for before you asked for it, that you might not ask for it. But he couldn't even get the price disclosed in the ad because the drug companies said it was a First Amendment issue that they shouldn't have to disclose the price in their ad. Frankly, I'm not a political person, but this is outrageous. I am a consumer, and I am the voice of many, many consumers. And what we all know is that this has gotten crazy, and there's no way for even the president to fix it. If we can't even publicize the cost of the drug, then how can we expect that consumers will be made aware of what it what the risks are before they end up at the prescription window, which by the way, happens to me. I'm one of those people with asthma and I take this really great inhaler called Dulera that is, I think, $279 a month. Every month that I go to fill this prescription, the pharmacist says to me, do you know how much this is gonna cost? And I go, yes, the cost of oxygen is $267 a month. And the guy laughs at me. Now, luckily. I can afford that. There are all kinds of drugs out there, some of them significantly cheaper than others, except that your doctor doesn't even think about that unless you ask them to think about that. Is there a less expensive way for me to cover this? So if you're sick of pharmacy shock, right, your congressman, but if not, talk to your doctor and say, is there a better way? Is there a less expensive way for me to cover this risk? And every once in a while, you know, I find a hacker, a really good disruptor that comes out there and does something different that I think is really interesting and that I think consumers should know about. And so the company that I'm going to highlight today is a hacker for health coverage called GoodRx. Some of you may have heard about them. They basically find the cheapest cost for the drug that you're looking for and generate a coupon. It actually is absolutely free. Now, the thing about it that you need to know is that you can't use your insurance card to pay for the drug if you use GoodRx. So as an example, let's say my acid reflux medication has a copay of $20. And I look on GoodRx and say, could I fill that prescription for less than $20? Well, I'm on some lousy generic. Maybe I could get it for $8. It might be cheaper for me to actually not use my insurance. Imagine that. It often is cheaper for me not to use my insurance. How crazy is that? 
So CNBC recently identified them as the number six most interruptive private company out there. So it really looks to save the average American $267 a year. That's what their site says. And it's free. There's no cost to getting involved in doing it. You don't have to use it if you print their coupon or you could put their app on your phone. They have like a very cool app. So if you find it on their app and you go to your pharmacy and it says, oh, the copay is $25 and you check on GoodRx and you can get it somewhere for $20, you can buy it there. But usually what I recommend is before you get to the pharmacy, because by the time you get there, you know, you're exhausted. You just want your medication. You want to leave. We're all busy. Is that you look and see if I could have gotten that somewhere cheaper. Or you call the pharmacy before you go pick it up and you ask them what it's going to be. It's actually really easy now to transfer prescriptions from one pharmacy to another. It used to be a lot more complicated, but I do it all the time when I travel. If I need to fill a prescription somewhere else, it's actually pretty easy to get it called over. And if I need to get away from my insurance company and fill that prescription at a place that costs less, I'm going to make that call because it's free. And because they're just like stealing it from me. And I am not going to let them. And you shouldn't let them either. So GoodRx is the company. You can Google them. They have a great app that you can put on your phone. So you can use it whenever you want. You don't have to use it. You don't have to use it all the time. You're not committing. Really what they're looking to do is disrupt this industry, which really has been, I think, unfairly priced. And of course, you know, I'm not alone. Even the president thinks so. We all know on some level that the prescription drug costs in America are out of whack. What we don't know is how we will answer that issue. But in the meantime, think about your personal economy. Say, what could I do that could make it easier? I could use GoodRx to make sure I'm paying the best price for my drugs. I could ask my doctor whether there is a better less expensive opportunity. I could shop my pharmacy. I could look to do my drugs online or like by mail. They tend to be cheaper, like Express Scripts, which is um, another middleman drug company. You actually can get cheaper drugs because you get 90-day supplies and you get them in the mail and you're not going into the pharmacy. It's time to think about those things. It's time to think about what you could do while we wait for our country to figure it out. What's the answer on a country level? I don't know. I hear all kinds of, you know, we should have national health care. We should have national pricing. We should have full disclosure of costs. I don't know what the answer is going to be. I don't think that there's consensus on what the answer is going to be. Meanwhile, though, back at my own personal pocketbook, I'm going to do the following. I'm going to get my drugs mailed whenever I can and get 90-day supplies because it's cheaper. I'm going to look at Drug RX. I'm going to put the app on my phone. When I can do better than my insurance, I'm going to do it that way. And I'm going to talk to my doctor about whether or not there might be a better option than oxygen at $267 a month. I hope I've encouraged you to do the same. Pay less and be a better consumer here and keep that money for yourself. Put it towards something that you actually really want. Until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, 
go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.